It's time for Girls in Golf Podcast with your favorite hosts, Lex and Sarah. Ladies, when you're ready. Welcome to Girls in Golf, part of the Callaway Podcast Network. Um, this is Lex, if you can't tell. This week, Sarah and I were really excited because we got to do um, our show on location at the Ely Callaway Performance Center just down the road from our headquarters. Um, we had a very special guest, a friend of Callaway's and of ours, come out to get fit for some new clubs. And so we did a podcast, and um, you'll get to hear that interview in just a second. But before we get to it, I just have to say um, all of our thoughts are with the families that were affected in the helicopter crash over the weekend in Calabasas, Um, obviously losing Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the other seven people on board. um, Everyone has families and stories and um, has been touched by Kobe's influence on the world of sports, as well as, you know, his influence on the younger generation and, um, we just we want you all to know that we're thinking of you and um, this it's been a really hard week, but hopefully um, you can feel that everyone's thoughts are with you. And I'll just take a moment of silence before we get to our interview with Lahua Wise. We are at the Ely Callaway Performance Center today, joined by um someone who I met a couple months ago when I was out at the Hideaway Golf Club for the Granddaddy. She's originally from Hawaii, where she started her golf career, according to the internet, and according to, I believe, herself. Um, She played college golf at New Mexico State, where she held the lowest team scoring average in her junior year. She was the Desert Chapter Women's Player of the Year for 2018 and 2019. She's a three-time SCGA Women's Section Champion and the current champion from last September. She's currently the full-time head golf pro at the Hideaway Golf Club, I'm so used to saying Callaway, in La Quinta. And she's been kind enough to escort the crazy granddaddy team around her golf course for the last three years. Welcome, Lahua Wise. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Happy to have you. Um, You grew up playing golf um, on Kauai, right? I did. Um, You obviously played like some high school golf, almost had two state championships. Where did your golf like career start? When did you touch a golf club? Uh, When I was 12, I was kind of drugged to the golf course with my mom. She was taking up the game with her uh, new husband, my stepdad, who taught me how to play golf. I thought it was originally for uh, the older folk, and I thought it was quite boring to begin. But I immediately got the bug. I just wanted to, my older brother kind of got into it too. And he's four years older, and immediately when I started beating him, I just knew I could just keep on going. And he kind of lost focus. So, oh wow! Uh, I got the bug. My mom kept on playing with my stepdad, and he just kind of taught me from there. So you started when you were twelve, which for the average like athlete these days is actually pretty late um, mm-hmm. because parents are freaks and they put their kids and stuff I would say at like, like the three. Average age now is three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like three years old. How fast did your like? did your skill develop? Do you feel like, uh, I think it first couple of years was very, very quick. Uh, I played soccer, volleyball and a little basketball growing up. And so I was immediately always into sports. Mm-hmm. So practicing that regimen, the ethic work ethic of practicing was not anything new to me. Um, I did karate. So I like the self-discipline and all that stuff. It was like, okay, I'm going to get good and I'm going to yeah. get fast. Did you have like a lot of friends that you would play golf with or was I this had, more of an individual Yeah. Sport? So the Hawaii State Junior Golf Station, uh, still to this day is very strong. Uh, I was very lucky to be grown up in that. And I mean, the 
my island being so small that everyone kind of knew everyone. Mm -hmm. So my high school golf coach, who I still consider my aunt, my mom's best friend, uh, she was pretty much my mentor when I started as well. And it kind of kept me going. So, yeah. That's really cool. What was your transition to playing college golf? You went to New Mexico State. Did you, was that for a scholarship or did you seek that out? Yep. So freshman year in high school, I kind of had to make a decision between playing uh, high school soccer and or golf, Mm -hmm. same, same season. Um, I kind of chose the golf because I knew it was a lot easier for me to get a college scholarship. I knew I wanted, I knew I wanted to go off of the Hawaii and off to the mainland just to experience something different. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just kind of reached out and playing in junior golf tournaments over the summers, uh, we traveled, my mom took us and a bunch of juniors over to Torrey Pines playing junior mm-hmm. worlds every summer. So it was something wow. I kind of got used to Yeah, and I enjoyed. So what was your favorite part about playing collegiate golf? Uh, probably the camaraderie that I got to with my teammates, you know, you were with them in classes pretty much. Even though we're different majors, we're all kind of in the same classes, same schedule, same workout. We're traveling Mm -hmm. together, cramming Mm -hmm. together, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of majors, you majored in um, professional golf management. Mm -hmm. We didn't even know that that was like possible. Yeah. yeah. What is that? What (laughs) is that? (laughs) So when I was kind of deciding what uh, college to go to, uh, I knew that that would be a good opportunity. You know, if I did not even think about playing professionally. Like I would have my PGA because I knew I loved golf. Mm -hmm. So that would still be in my background. So I could kill two birds in one stone Mm -hmm. where I would have my PGA pretty much degree right when I graduated college. So So that was a big factor in me choosing that school. For those that don't get like to have that um, major at their college, how do you earn a PGA? I've never... I've never really asked. It has changed. Uh, so I've heard from my assistants yeah. uh, dramatically uh, the process of getting your PGA, but I, it's probably a two to three year, maybe even drown out even more. Mm-hmm. Depends how fast and how motivated you are to finish the book work. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's three levels and it's like all online and you have to go through all this, kind of the same scenarios. Mm-hmm. You learn every aspect of the industry and running a golf operation. Okay, so you really, you did set yourself up for a career in golf no matter what. Yes. What did like your professional options look like, you know, after like your junior season or so? Uh, it was good. Planning? I knew that I wanted to pursue it just yeah. to try it. Uh, the traveling part was never an issue. I mm-hmm. love the traveling part. Uh, it was more so when I got on tour, like my second and third year, I just didn't love it as much mm-hmm. and I recognized that. And so I knew that after three years, I was like, okay, I'm, I would rather just go and be somewhere full time. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that, what was your transition like going from college to the hideaway? Did you get any more certifications after that or? Uh, nope, just pretty much I kind of use, so I think I have a little bit of an advantage where I played on tour. I had the pressures of dealing with people, mm-hmm. changing scenarios every week. So kind of adapting to a new environments. And I would say the hideaway is the same environment every day, but the scenarios change day to day. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bit more consistency, yeah. but still some unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is the day to day like? Uh, so right now we're deep into tournament season, which uh, we all love. That's why our members are there for a good, you know, nine months at a time. Uh, I tend to call it the cruise ship where once they're there, they don't ever leave, which I wouldn't either. You know, we're there yeah. all as well. Um, but it's a fun time. We get to put on these fun events. We work hard. They're all there. So what do you do to like keep things exciting for your members as far as like, you know, um, like formats of these tournaments or mixing up like the the teams and like, 
I don't know. Lots. Of, there's lots of ways you could there's go. There's lots of things. Uh, we try to think outside of the box uh, as far as themes go. You know, those are always kind of uh, over the top, or we mm-hmm. like to be. Uh, think outside the box. Yeah. Um, participation has been an all-time high. I mean, two years ago for our ladies member guests, I rode in on a camel. Oh, my <laughs> God. So that was probably Where did one you of the get highlights. a camel from? Uh, believe it or not, you just Google it and you can oh find it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> camel rentals. <laughs> Maybe for the granddaddy next year. Ooh, that's a good set one. of golf carts. Yeah. I'll take oh. That. Oh, oh man, <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh boy. We could. I could see Luke that going really far south for Luke Williams. That's a big man on a camel. <laughs> big man on a camel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, speaking. I mean, speaking of members, you brought um, Al and his wife Shelly here today mm-hmm. for fittings at the um, ECPC. So that's kind of like something that's a little bit above and beyond I would say what you do like what's your connection with your membership uh I would say I would consider most of them my friends Mm -hmm. family uh even including all the staff I mean I spend more time you know with them than I do my actual family home Mm -hmm. in Hawaii so home away from home kind of deal um but we have a very special membership at the hideaway I would consider most of my friends um they enjoy it just as much as I do so what's your team like like the you know the professionals that you have underneath you I've been able to meet a couple of them but um how does like having a good team that can like work together really help the environment for your golf club it makes a world of a difference what I've learned from being in the uh, management side now um when everyone is happy and enjoying and excited to go to work Mm -hmm. and doing their tasks and go over and beyond uh, I think my team understands the concept of there's no such thing as no. You just find a way to make it happen for the members. So uh, I'm very, very lucky to have a good team of assistants this year. Our director of golf, Sugar, he's the best. Um, <laughs> everyone around there. So. so it sounds like you guys have been very busy over at the hideaway. Yeah, we had a 96 lady guest day yesterday. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, we have our couples member guests next weekend, 240 late, uh, couples. Dang. People. That's so cool. So. So what do you like to do outside of work? What are your hobbies? Uh, I do a lot of hiking and backpacking and not having service on my cell phone is a wonderful thing sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's, uh, do you still practice karate? No. So I got my, right when I got my black belt, my sensei moved to San Diego. Oh. So that was like fifth, when I was 15 or 16. And then uh, I did have not practiced since. My gosh. I used to take these kids that I nannied to Goshen Jitsu, which I don't know the differences in all the martial arts, but it is intense yeah. stuff. But I would just say it, if more than anything, it stopped me, you know, self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Got me in shape for one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's about it. So it was good. Yeah. It was fun. And you snowboard a bit too, right? I have attempted to snowboard. <laughs> I, I would say I'm still in the beginner stages. I can hold my own. Uh, go down the block, but I'm not very fast yet. That's a tough sport. I go like five sport. feet and then fall over. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't it tried it yet, but I used to ski all the time. It's very hard learning. It's yeah. similar to surfing when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. But, you know, falling on the ice is a little different. Yeah. But any, I mean, anything that gets you away from your phone, like you said, yes. is like yes. is so nice. Yeah. Um, so as we talked about a little bit, or as I mentioned in the beginning, um, you won the SCGA women's section out at Monarch Beach um, last fall. So you still compete a little bit here and there. Is that something that is just like an added bonus of your job that you still get these little chances to play Absolutely. now and then? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I don't get to play as much right now. Probably mm-hmm. once a week, maybe. Yeah. I played one round this year. It's more than we get to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I have the opportunity to play with the assistants, you know, it's we all want to beat each other yeah. at the same time. So when I go to play members, they mm-hmm. want to beat me and I want to beat them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, summertime, we have a little bit more time to play in like section pro events, but mm-hmm. the section championship is kind of our big one of the year for mm-hmm. the women. So. Um, let's transition a little bit more to like the women's game in general, because that's kind of like why we started this podcast, but nobody was really talking about like the women's side of golf other than, um, the occasional talk about like how the ladies are doing on tour. Mm -hmm. So you've been around this game since you were 12 years old. What evolutions have you seen for women in this sport? Uh, more recently, I would say. So out of my five assistants, two of them are female. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So three of us on staff is kind of a big deal. There's some clubs that I know of, most clubs, that there's not even one female assistant or wow. pro. Wow. Um, so it's kind of a big deal. And, you know, the hideaway has a lot of women that play good golf. So mm-hmm. I think there's just a need for it. And it's more of a balance. It's not like you have this many females and this many males. It's just become a thing where you should have someone on staff who can relate to women or who can, you know, mm-hmm. that can play. So what do you hope to see in the future, whether it's on the LPGA or just any other course? Um, probably just bridging the gap a little more. Yeah. You know, it's just, I think for me, there's at the hideaway, I see just as many women playing as the men, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. Um, I know there's places that are not that way yet. Yeah. So hopefully it'll that gap will become bigger. Yeah. What do you like, what's the difference in kind of like how women enjoy golf that you've seen than men? Cause sometimes like, you know, they really market these like nine and wine kind of things, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. I don't think it's a lot more like casual golf yes. between the women sometimes. And I think you can, I mean, not to compare it to juniors, but when ladies have other ladies are at the same level and they're beginning at the same time, it's mm-hmm. a lot more comfortable. Yeah. The setting. I mean, if it's a lot less intense and it's fun yeah there's something to do afterwards looking mm-hmm. forward to yeah then it's always a win-win yeah anytime you can take the intimidation out of it for yes. sure yeah um how do you think golf can stay like relevant in like a time where these sports and like you know our phones at even like everything that's prioritized has a lot of speed mm-hmm. to it um and golf is so slow yes so I think we're moving in the right direction where, you know, golf doesn't need to take four and a half, five hours <laughs> yeah. to play. Uh, even if it's just nine holes or even if it's just six holes, kind of like more events of that created in yeah. that aspect, I think that would probably draw more people. We had talked about this a yeah. little while ago. The three sets of six Three holes. sets of six. For sure. How cool would that be? I most think of the time you so hear great. people, oh, after like 12 holes, I was done. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. This, to play 12. Yeah. <laughs> play 12 and leave. That's it. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's just like designing a course around that. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you see some some areas where they don't even play on a course anymore. It's more like simulator golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? Like simulator golf, night golf, like these other like little trends that That's are kind of popping That's definitely helping up. the cause because you see people who are thinking, oh, golf is cool and mm-hmm. it's fun and activity. I can also have a drink and a cocktail and I don't have to walk five miles or drive a golf <laughs> yeah. cart or spend five hours. Outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think there's a way to like go from that though and like get like get people hooked on it and then go back to that? You know, it doesn't have to be four hours, but like that long, that full 18 round of golf. Like, how do you think you keep people's interest then? 
Uh, th- just I mean, by I keeping think, it fun. I think it's just them getting the bug themselves. It's nothing you can force yeah. upon people. That's true. I think they just, you know, once you hit that good shot, you're like, okay, I want yeah. more. Yeah. Great, great things take time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no kidding. And like, uh, like my putting on Sunday. <laughs> oh God. Finley gave me a really bad nickname, which nobody's ever going to repeat in public, but he'll probably tell you at lunch. Okay. Um, Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of lunch, it's actually like pretty much time for us to go. Sarah, do you have any last any last questions? Uh no, I think I think I'm good. I asked everything yeah. that I wanted to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we will definitely see you again soon. Yes. Um, if not soon, then hopefully in December. I think I've said definitely and hopefully like five times in the last two sentences. Um, yeah, that's like 12 months away. Yeah, that's a long, <laughs> that's a long time. We'll come out before that. Uh, maybe come play a round of golf because we've been, we clearly need some work. <laughs> maybe you can help us out. Absolutely. Please help us. Yeah. <laughs> Both dabbled in like high school golf, but Sarah was, Sarah was light years ahead of those of us who started yeah. when we were 15. <laughs> um, anyways. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, despite my sporadic transitions. Um, If you would like to listen to our last podcast with Ann Van Dam, who is our latest LPGA signee, you can go to CallawayGolf.com, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you consume your podcasts. Um, This podcast will not be on video, but most of my other ones are on YouTube. Um, And yeah, until until next time. 